0: Well, hello, Miss Mason.
1: <laughs> hello, Miss Megan.
0: <laughs> Are you calling me Miss Mason for any particular reason? I am calling you Miss Mason for a very particular reason because we haven't maybe we have, an, we we have, have another Kayla. Kayla?
1: On the podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh we my do. goodness. <laughs> it's so funny because I literally grew up with like 10 other Kayla's. I was one of three in my class. I had like three in my musical theater school. There were a couple above me, there were a couple younger than me. And this Kayla has just told me that she's never had another Kayla around her. And I'm so jealous. I feel like this is one of those moments where, you know, the universe gave us something important. And like, for me, I was put in a sea of other Kayla's because it was really, really important for me to figure out how I stand out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like how I'm different from all of the other Kayla's. So maybe that wasn't part of of the universe's uh, lessons for you at a young age. (laughs) other kayla kayla with a c no
2: i was the unique one (laughs) and that was never in question right oh yeah i just had to uh i had to deal with that as its own thing Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm.
0: can't hide (laughs) well i think you get to be the kayla on this episode of the podcast today and miss mason will be miss mason I will be Miss Mason. (laughs) Ooh. Uh,
1: Actually, I'm often Miss Kayla at our sits. PJ calls me Miss Kayla to all of the animals that we sit. So he'll be, you know, he'll pick up the animal. You want to hang out with Miss Kayla? You hanging out with Miss Kayla?
0: (laughs) That's sweet. It's very cute. (laughs) Suffice it to say, this episode's going to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Kayla Mason. And I'm Megan Smith. And this is Human Design in Real Time. I'm the founder
1: and CEO of Kayla Care. And as an intuitive human design coach, I use human design to help you get to the root of what's holding you back from living the life you actually
0: want to be living. Human design is a map of your energetic DNA that uses a combination of ancient systems and modern science to help you understand how your energy shows up in the world.
1: On this podcast, we'll be talking with people from all walks of life about how their human design affects their lives and the lives of those
0: around them. To download a PDF of your own human design chart, all you need is your exact birth time and you can go to Kayla-Care.com to download your own copy so let's get started. Welcome back to the Human Design in Real Time podcast. Today we have creator of To Feel Sparks, Kayla Butner. Kayla is a trauma-informed success coach who leans into the wisdom of the feminine body with masculine structures. Kayla is here today to talk about her deconditioning journey as a reflector. We're so excited to have our very first reflector on the podcast. So welcome, hey. Kayla. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having me. And I'm excited to represent the reflectors on your show as the very first one.
1: Yes. I know. This is so great because like we were what, like 25 something episodes into this show. And there was a part of me that just wasn't sure if we were going to get any any reflectors on the podcast. Cause like I only know I think like two. And only one of them is actually a friend and she's someone who I don't know if is ever going to come on a podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I found like I reached out to Stacy, who was on another episode of the podcast and she got me in contact with you and it was just like such serendipity. Everything fell into place. We got to meet up in Miami, like everything has fallen into place. So I feel like this was very, very meant for us to finally get to understand the perspective of a reflector on our podcast.
2: Yes, our meeting was so serendipitous across the board. So it was, (laughs) it was incredible. It It definitely feels like this is a cosmic meant to be moment
1: yeah almost like all of those kaylas that i knew (laughs) as children it was almost like the universe being like okay you're very different you need to make sure that you're different but kaylas are kind of your people so go find them
2: (laughs) totally totally well now because of the beauty of of the popularity of human design um i feel like us reflectors have all been finding each other online Mm. so now i'm in a sea of other reflectors (laughs) so i'm in like facebook groups
1: with them
2: we're out there
1: oh (laughs) that's That's so so cool cool. that's such a I, I'm, I, we definitely have to talk about that on, on today's mm-hmm. episode. Cause that is, that's so cool. Just getting to kind of, cause I feel like one of the things I love about human design is that it shows you how you're different, but it also shows you how you can connect like things that you can connect with others on and the things that you're going to be able to see, you know? And so I feel like something like being a reflector, because it's so unique, getting to find other reflectors in your world is like it's like suddenly you landed in like oh my people hello cool you know it
2: really is it really is there's a resonance when I see them on camera hear their voice like there is just something that resonates of understanding and it is also just so interesting to hear their perspectives because we're all um, synergizing, you know, different bits of information. And we still do have our unique perspectives because of our our gates and how we are meant to show up in this world. But it's still it's a level of depth that I can just drop into really quick. So mm. and I feel like and I feel like we all have a little bit of that. We all are. Um, uh, little bit intuitive I mean really a lot very intuitive a lot
1: intuitive very intuitive
2: (laughs) very intuitive which I'm really excited to speak to because um because I think that's a huge part of our design and just to just to be resonant with those others it's beautiful
0: Mm, it means a lot to me
2: I love that
1: Okay, so before we get started, I just want to remind our audience, anyone who's listening, um, that today we're going to be talking about another deconditioning journey. And what a deconditioning journey is, is the concept that we were all raised by society, by our parents, by siblings, grandparents, whoever it was that kind of helped us understand how we need to live in the world to stay safe, to thrive, to whatever. But just because these are the things that we learned as children and maybe even as adults doesn't mean that that's the way that we as individuals are designed. So a deconditioning journey is when you start to figure out who you truly are and what things are actually going to work for you versus the things that you were taught when you were a child, the things that you were taught to be, the person that you were told you were supposed Mm -hmm. to be like. So human design is an amazing tool to help us understand who we truly are on the inside and how we can align with that person. And it really gives us the opportunity to see where we may have picked up conditioning and where we maybe are kind of fighting against who we really are. So that's what we focus on in these deconditioning episodes. And in this episode, we're going to be talking to a reflector, Kayla. And for anyone who does not know what a reflector is, reflectors only make up 1% of the population and their human design charts are literally entirely white, meaning that every single one of their centers is undefined. So they have gates the same way that everybody has gates in their human design chart. So you see those little circles throughout the human design chart, but those circles do not connect any channels. So if you look at your human design chart and you are not a reflector, you will notice that there are lines that connect some of your centers. That's what defines your centers is having two gates meet on opposite sides of a channel and defining both centers on either side. A reflector doesn't have any that meet. So they just have those gates. So like Kayla was saying, she has specific energy that she brings a different perspective, but she doesn't create any defined energy. So this is a completely unique way of living in the world and a completely unique way of looking at others and experiencing within self. So this is going to be probably a totally different episode than our other deconditioning episodes. So
0: with that, Megan, would you like to start us off? Well, I want to know a little bit more about the reflector experience. Uh, You know, we've like we've been saying we haven't had a reflector on the podcast. So Kayla, can you tell us a little bit about your perspective of the reflector experience?
2: Sure, sure. So one of the very first things that stands out as a reflector um, that I learned is that we are very go with the flow and need to always kind of be moving in this flow state. We are changing constantly. So every day, like, honestly, sometimes it's by the hour, we are almost like a completely new um, person. (laughs) We're picking up the energy of, of the, Environment around us, so even more so than just the individual person, it is a co- more of a collective of the room, the office, the the neighborhood, the entire community. Um, we sample energy. I have um, another reflector who described it as as it's like our aura has Teflon, so we are able to kind of um, like almost like scoop into it. I kind of like (laughs) you scoop into it a little bit and then can feel it and almost take it on completely embody it and then let it go. And then that gives us an opportunity to have this very unique perspective. um, And really become a thermometer almost to the communities that we're in.
0: Mm.
2: It is very unique. Um, inclusion becomes really important to us so feeling more so than in a lot of the other um, I know projectors need to be invited in mm-hmm. we need to be included in so it's slightly different than um, than that receiving that invitation by really being rooted in the present moment i can feel in my body whether or not people are letting me in or not so it's extremely important to me. Um, and a lot of my, you know, child wounds that I have, those core wounds are moments where I was, I was, um, how do you say it? (laughs) disincluded, where I was, you know, had a moment where I was left out or picked last or, um, Mm -hmm. one that really hurts to this day is, is sitting down at a table and everyone's, getting up and leaving like oh, really oh. like in those those no. bullying moments you know it's oh. <laughs> like oh man I replay that one oh, <laughs> and, no. and um, yeah but that's but so so on the other side of it it becomes like the gift of being included it feels like a warm welcoming hug and and that's where when I find those people, those are my people and I am loyal to them and, um, I want to build my community around it and I'll go to like the ends of the earth for my people too. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh,
1: I love hearing that. I love that concept being included because that's not something that is discussed in the human design community. Like when we look at the, because for projectors, our um, strategy is to wait for the invitation. And for uh, reflectors, your strategy is to wait a lunar cycle. (laughs) And that's something that I know we were going to get into. But I feel like the idea of waiting to be included, I feel like might even be Might even be more because the thing that I find often with not just uh, reflectors, but with mental projectors as well, is that the concept of making a decision is really difficult, especially when you have to make it in the moment. When like, there is something that needs to happen, not just in the moment, but maybe in a couple days, you know, maybe it's what you're going to have for dinner. <laughs> maybe it's what you're <laughs> going to do tomorrow. Like, you know, but there are decisions that need to be made and you can't take a full lunar cycle because mental projectors also need to deal with that, you know, waiting through that cycle. And so there's this kind of like, I, I, had, I had been at a loss for what it actually is, but I think that. That's a perfect way to think about it. It's waiting to be included. It's waiting to allow your environment to take you where it's time to go next.
2: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I just am, you know, reflecting now on the on the concept of of the small decisions that we make throughout the day, right? Like what to wear and the little things, like um, and versus the big like really big decisions Mm -hmm. that do take um that full time to reflect on the 28 days and um, you know my conclusion on it I think may be a little bit different than anything that I've been told how to do this
1: I would love to hear your whole let's do this right now I want to (laughs) know your views on the lunar way to lunar cycle (laughs) okay let's just dive right in
2: So it's so, it's so interesting to me because people will be like, wow, you're great at making decisions. I get told that all the time. And, and so I really do want to flip this on this on its head where I feel like there is, um, and, and, you know, I'm so in touch again with the feminine and desires and allowing my feminine desires to speak to me. So I almost feel like I get led by a sense of desire and then I spend time marinating. Do I want to move in that direction? Do I want to make the commitment to bring this in? What would that look like? How would that be? And I may take a very long time to make a decision in that way and say, okay, what would I have to let go of to bring this in? But I'm doing this almost months in advance of when the actual thing will come about. So let's say looking at an apartment, um, you know, you're thinking about moving. I moved to cities recently, right? So this is, that was something I'm reflecting on. How would it feel to be in this new city? Um, an apartment, what would this apartment feel like? What do I want in it? Do I want a balcony? Do I want a yard? Um, you know, and I'm really thinking about this. So then by the time that, the, that I need to make the decision, I can walk into the apartment and feel whether or not that is the right one or not. Even if sometimes like, I'm frustrated um, because I'm like, this is, the, this is the apartment, the apartment that I'm in right now we had to make a decision between this one and a penthouse apartment that had all of this like glamour to it and everything. It had this cute, beautiful view, these two double doors. It was magical. And I was sort of like, why is the other one, my apartment? (laughs) (laughs) And, and I like knew, I was like, Oh my God, this, this, my ego is so pulled to this other one. But the apartment I'm in now has the space. It has the yard. It has, um, and the better neighborhood. When I looked at a map, I looked at where all the yoga studios were, and they were all coupled around in walking distance to this apartment. So Amazing. it just I knew it, um, but I really did know right when I walked in, and then and then my mind took over, and I would drop out of my body, and that's when it became confusing coming back into it. Mm -hmm. So I really do feel into decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, I did this also with my coaches, I had already made the decision I was going to work with a business coach, then the coaches that I wanted to that just came to me, and I made the decision in the day, because I was just waiting for the teacher to be brought to me. So it almost is is as though there is an intuitive hit. Um, I will also I did this with a job as well. So I, I'm a coach. I have a full-time job that pays the bills until I can go full-time in coaching. That's my goal. That's what I'm moving to. But when we were moving cities, um, I was sitting and I, I always asked myself, my, how am I going to do this? How am I going to move here? Um, and I heard the name of the company as though someone was speaking to me. And it said, like, a clear voice said, go look to see if this company is hiring. And sure enough, they had posted my exact job with a description down to a T 10 days prior. Wow. So. So there is this like, <laughs> like, I feel like I don't need to make decisions as often as I just need to listen into the intuition and where I'm being guided to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with this, our open channels, like we have such an easy time with our, I, and I was not like this until I was deconditioned. Let me also say that. Yeah. I could not, the conversation I'm having with you right now, I could not have had even two or three years ago where I was living in the shadow sides of most of my gates. I was living in fear. I had not, um, I had not trusted in the intuition at that point. And so I was sort of almost, um, reactionary and instead of, um, And I think this is also a really important clarification to me for reflectors is that I wasn't taking charge of my life. And I think this is a really important thing to bring up when talking about reflectors, because we're always told, go with the flow. You need to be in a state of flow. And while I do completely agree with that, it's just as important to make sure you're taking charge of your life. And so that you're flowing in the direction that you want to flow. Yeah. So right it, it's it's so important cuz I just tumbleweeded for so long and I would end up in even my my current day job. It's it's still like the final thing in my life right now that's a giant question mark of how did I let this happen. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm working in, in a finance company and I uh yeah. <laughs> if you look at my chart, it's all about expression, sexuality, creativity, it yeah. doesn't make sense to be working in a finance <laughs> company. So that's like the final thing left that yeah. I haven't fully shedded yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it's like, if you don't take charge of, and, and that doesn't mean that you have to be scheduled out or hustling or whatever it is a, it, it's, making a decision. And so I always say, how am I going to do this? How am I going to manifest this? How am I going to bring this in? And then I listen to their response. And that's my mm-hmm. form of taking charge of, or how am I going to have an amazing day today? Mm-hmm. And then I allow the answers to kind of fill in. And this morning, I, I danced my heart out before I went to work, because I had a little extra time and I didn't feel like going to my boxing gym. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) You know, and I I respect it. I say, okay, yeah, I spent a lot of money on that boxing gym membership. I really want to get the most out of it, but my body needs to be in its feminine right now. Let me give it that.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love hearing all of that. And I feel like so much of that So much of what you're talking about, that taking charge of your life is really about trusting yourself, is really Mm -hmm. about like actively saying the voices that I hear, the things that come into me, the intuition that I feel, the feeling that I get when I walk into a room, I can trust those. Those are real. Those are real. They are visceral. They are actually happening. I think this is something that we struggle with as a society. Um, But I think the less definition you have, the more you feel into it. And there's a lot of fear of the magical. There's a lot of, you know, this is where the witch wound comes in. This is where this concept that, you know, witches and magic and the whole intuitive world has been shunned. And the masculine concepts of, you know, even things like Western medicine have come in and are like, no, science, this is it. This is the only way. And it's that the thing is, is that while those things are very valid, it's not the only way. There was a way before that way. And it was a way that we can still trust. And I think especially reflectors, you guys are so able to tap into that. It's almost like Because one of the things that I find as a, you know, as a person with defined centers um, is that sometimes I will, there will be a lot of energy kind of arguing. (laughs) There's Mm -hmm. kind of this like, you know, like I have a defined spleen, but I also have a defined emotional center. So my emotions will come in and I'll be, I'll be dealing with emotions, but then my spleen will be like, I have something to say. And then it's like my spleen is kind of trying to tell me like I have that deep intuitive spleen, like splenic energy, but then the anxiety is, you know, still there. And so then I have to process it. And it's like it's kind of a, you know, a full time job (laughs) just (laughs) taking care of all of the different people who exist inside of my body so I feel like there's something so beautiful about being essentially like a sieve and being able to when you let yourself just trust that you can hear all of the things that nobody else can hear that you can feel the things that no one else can feel that's such a beautiful opportunity for someone in your position oh
2: Definitely. I mean, I get stubborn. You know, I get frustrated. I kind of get sometimes like, how? How come? (laughs) Like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll trust it. But like, I I
1: don't know. I don't know where you're going with this one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's so funny because because my, my partner is a mental projector and he is the one of us who has a lot more of that. Like he will just kind of know things. And I'm the one who fights against him. It's so funny. Like he'll have like a knowing that we're going to do something and I'll spend months being like, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't want us. Moving to LA was a huge thing there. I wanted to be in San Diego. I had already decided that we were going to live in San Diego. And he's like, I kind of want to be in LA. And for six months, he's telling me he wants to be, he's he's like, I feel like we're going to go to LA. I kind of want to be in LA. And I'm like, no. And then we got to LA and I really liked it there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) I've I've stopped questioning him. (laughs) I love that so much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes it's like this just sense of, of knowing, but then when it's not, when, when it's not there, sometimes you know, um, recently as I've been in this transition mode, there's been, um, it's been very quiet, right? There isn't Mm -hmm. like a, you need to go do this and go do this. It's just, it's, it sort of was as though I got a pouring in of those when the move happened. And now I've just been, you know, I, because I've, I said yes to, to a lot of them. Um, it's, it's been quiet, but I've just been adjusting into it and, um, finding my place and I haven't been ready to take on anymore. Yeah. yeah, Like as soon as it's, you know, it was really incredible because as soon as I made the move to, I set up this beautiful partnership, came into my coaching business and I got flooded with clients. So I didn't need to do the pushing and the marketing Uh. that was in the masculine that wasn't feeling good anymore. And I could just be in this state of flow of saying, you know, kind of leading and going with what I was desiring to do to set up my life in this new way. It was like, as though the universe just took care of it for me Mm -hmm. and gave me only as much as I could handle. (laughs) So I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful the guides are working overtime. I yes. appreciate <laughs> it. But I definitely, I mean, I, I think too, I can relate to that feeling of my, when I'm in my head and not in my body, mm-hmm. um, there is a war going on and this is just a very human experience right like it's it's um especially as a coach who has so many skills like if I move into a fear-based Mm. Mindset for any reason that I have this inner coach that comes in and it's like, okay, here's let's do this and focus on the present and get into your like, like, remember to focus on, on these things right here. Right. It's just like, and then it they duel it out, uh. and it's not until I drop back into my body and I allow space for both to exist that it, it can melt away. Yeah. Um, but if I keep if I keep staying in my head space, then it's just torturing me. And then I, so it is about kind of just allowing it to exist and to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, can we back up in time a little bit and can you tell us a little bit about your deconditioning journey and how you've gotten to this place of better understanding yourself as a reflector and what are some of the things that you were conditioned to believe that you have moved out of?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I really started to use, and I think a lot of people in who are interested in human design might also resonate with this. Um, But for me, my, my purpose, my business project became my almost spiritual guide. Mm -hmm. So it became my motivator in, in order to do this internal work, because I wanted what would be on the other side of it. And I saw what was holding me back. Now, I've, had these same patterns recur for different um, different careers and different things that I've wanted to do along the way, and it wasn't until I said that this could be a tool in order to this could be the mirror to help me do this work, and I'm going to have to do this work. I'm going to have to excavate um, mm. yes. <laughs> that it, because I had already gone down one route in my 20s. I would moved to New York City to be an actress, and I. Was so flooded with um, auditioning fear and also humiliation were themes that I was experiencing so much of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, okay, I can't put my body through this anymore. So I'm going to get a, a real job. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> laughing because my real job was that I became a matchmaker, I became a romantic matchmaker.
0: <laughs> I love <laughs> oh, it.
2: <laughs> That's yes. cool. I- Yeah. And then, but I fell into the same patterns of, I became um, really overworked in order to compensate for my imposter syndrome. So I was working like 12, 14 hour days burning myself out um, when I had to face conflict with a client that didn't like a match it, my whole body would shake in the same way. I was seeking validation from my clients. It was a really, um, uh, the, the just leaky energy. I don't know how else oh. to say it, but it, I was just like leaking yeah. all over. My oh. So I just knew, and that's actually where this, um, idea voice came from that was like just get a job that's really easy <laughs> that yeah. makes the that makes the most amount of money. How about being a receptionist at a hedge fund? <laughs> <laughs> so
1: great. Great.
2: So perfect I was on was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was like moved back to New York. Cause I had moved on to Philadelphia to do that. And um, I was like, I'm just gonna, going to go to follow this. And, you know, it winds up being the same amount of money I was just previously making. Um, and then a little bit more and Then it turned out to be a lot more, which is just a nice surprise of the hedge fund world. And I see how people get um, seduced. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was It was exactly what my body needed to be able to take the time as a reflector to figure out not just, you know, a 28 day cycle, but I'm like, where is the rest of my life going to move? So I, um, I guess this is a little bit more than you bargained for in the question, but I went through this, uh, this beautiful, um, experimentation phase. I didn't know about my three, five line at this point, which is Mm -hmm. all about experimenting. Yep. So every weekend, I would try on a different future job. So I worked as like a wardrobe assistant at a um, at a movie set for a weekend. And I spoke to people about organizational psychology, which was and explore getting a master's in that and really like interviewed many different people on that. So I spent a lot of time focused on that. and It was like, Oh, it's not quite right. And I kept just trying on different like jobs, master's degrees. If I go and do that, but like, what does this look like? And, and I just kept coming back to the same thing, which was that it needed to be something involving coaching and sensuality. And, Mm. you know, at that point I was like, how am I going to be qualified to be teaching like sexuality, sensuality? What does that look like? Um, I couldn't understand it. So I, you know, 2020 came around, and I was like, I spent a year doing this, um, and I was like, well, this just is a, this is a game changer altogether. <laughs> so I said, and I'm going with the coaching right now. I can build the same business as organizational psychology that would, um, and I, I'm big on education too. So first, that may have been the right path, but this path was, it just felt right. It made sense. Um, so I, you know, and then as soon as the program, I got an email and I was like, yep, doing it. So it was, it's like instantly the decision had already been made in another yeah. lunar cycle, The in the the program came to me, I said, yes, like same day. Um, and yeah. And so that, then that's what then led me to eventually find human design was through this coaching world and, um, finding my own voice, my own power and, and finding different ways that I could, um, use human design when I understanding it to build my business. So I joined a, this, uh, human design based Uh, business coaching program and then I signed on to work with them privately for another six months so I really dove into and I actually I actually worked with two coaches who are also three five reflectors they have a program called Vision. but I was like two three five reflectors like who's going to know (laughs) me better than them oh my (laughs) god yeah (laughs) yeah so that was really funny because at that point you know my biggest hurdle was self-acceptance I am actually so good at the strategy work. So I didn't really need that. I just needed somebody to keep reflecting back to me all the things that I am so that I could own it. Mm. Um, I was living deeply in the shadows of, of, so when they talk about different gates and everything, they'll talk about um, the the shadow size. And in so many cases, I was living there. So talking to some of the conditioning Um, one of the big ones was that I had always heard consistency is professionalism.
1: Oh God. And that
2: was, (laughs) yeah. So, so like feeling deficient, right. Because I'm not a consistent and that was something that has come up for me in even, you know, work reviews and things in corporate, like that my consistency wasn't, there, um, and it's so funny because now I also have a different perspective on what that means because I think that's really challenging for a
1: lot of reflectors. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's challenging it, for a lot of people. There are very few of us <laughs> who actually have consistency built into our charts.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, and just feeling then then deficient, like something's yeah. wrong with me because I'm not like that, um. And one thing that I found is that when I was falling into feeling deficient, that was actually when I was moving into the negative sides and my resentment with what was showing up and therefore causing me to have less energy and therefore, you know, now I'm in this negative loop versus when I, again, just accepting that it's there and accepting that I don't have as much energy. I need to take a nap. I need to say, I need to say no to something. Mm-hmm. Then the next day I will get a burst of energy if I honor that. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden I'm going to be able to do more than most people can do. I have so many people in my life who think I'm a generator, who thought I would be a generator because of how much I like get done when I'm in go mode. Right? So yeah. it's just that that's so it is something that I'm like, I can, I know that I can actually achieve just as much. I'm just doing it in a different cycle. Um, and so that's a really big one. Oh. I love this. Mm. I love this conversation. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god I I love that you're speaking to that hustle you're speaking to that concept of consistency of work 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 cuz we talk about that a lot when we have projectors on as well cuz it's such a huge thing it's like you know you're raised by a generator that person expects you to go 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 and then you don't rest like you don't take rest at yeah. all and every time you're tired you have this moment of oh god I'm lazy so lazy. Uh the the amount of times that like that my dad has said something along the lines of you you never finish things. Like you start things and you never finish them. And I maybe I'm not supposed to. <laughs> like I don't have a defined sacral center. That's not part of my journey to start and finish everything, you know? I'm not yeah. looking for that satisfaction. So the idea of laziness i feel like is is something that has been put upon us that is not oh, something yeah. that is actually that actually is a reflection of who we are as non-energy types yeah. and being able to like we've talked about this in the podcast numerous times but like the the gift that having an undefined sacral center gives us is that when we are in the presence of those who do have defined sacral centers we can amplify that energy we can live in that energy and swim in that energy and be the person who boosts everybody up you know and like that's something that will happen on the podcast here that's something that'll happen when i'm working with megan in other capacities megan's a manifesting generator in case you did not know that kayla Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I have all of these beautiful generators and manifesting generators in my life. And I know that if I am going to step into their space, we're going to get to have a really, really productive, really wonderful set amount of time. And then when that time is over, I need to check in with me. I need to check in, you know? And so it's. I feel like that's, that's so important. And it it feels very validating. Uh, I feel like we had actually talked about this to the two of us previously, um, but about the differences between the projector and the reflector experience. Yeah, And one of the things that you said that I think stuck with me so deeply was this idea that projectors have a harder time letting go of stuff. It's like we absorb it and then it gets stuck. So I would love to hear about your experience with that or lack thereof, because conditioning (laughs) is something that often happens in the stuff that gets stuck, in the stuff that, you know, you absorb from somebody else and then it just becomes who you are. And suddenly, you know, 20 years later, you're trying so hard to hustle like your dad did and sudden and you're like well this isn't working so how has your experience is there anything that you could speak on specifically that like either was something that did get stuck or something that uh like how did you experience those kind of conditioning pieces
2: the, what's really standing out to me is that i've been really challenged with people pleasing um that's actually something that was Kind of brought down on my mom's line, mm. or uh, like I need to appear a certain way in the world in order to be accepted, um, which is a form of people pleasing, right? Because I'm yeah. keeping everyone comfortable around me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so that is, I mean, that is something that I, I, my, my partner to this day will call me out with, with like, you need to speak your truth. You need to speak your needs, like in this situation. Um, is still very scary. That's just a I mean that's a human experience yeah. I think for yeah. so many people, right? Um, but I I do find that the yeah, just letting that go um, and and realizing that I I think it's the five line where it's a field of projection. Yes. really really helped me to understand what the conflict often was about, Mm. um, because I can go with the flow, (laughs) Uh, right. But if I'm, if I'm doing it at the sake of making myself, like I'm going to stay in the environment that's making me uncomfortable, um, those different areas where it's like, I actually have a need and my need is to get out of the environment. I have a need and it's to, it's to, um, like, Right now, right now, the need is that I need a I need a cleaning lady <laughs> <know> <laughs> like, <laughs> to come really badly. Um, but like I'm like I don't know if I have the energy to do it. I my partner is a projector as well. We're mm-hmm. tired on the weekend. yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I need. I need a generator to come into my house (laughs) Then clean it. (laughs) I clean. I feel like there's so many generators that are going to be mad at me right now. (laughs) (laughs) I I I like need a source. I need an energy source to come into my apartment, (laughs) basically to help me get some things done. Um, But but overall, yeah, it's just about um, really speaking and using my voice, which is the conditioning of a woman to also make everyone comfortable. Yeah. Be meek. Don't speak up. Um, don't even know what your needs are. Right. Like as as women, we are, it's very hard to even know what it is that we do need. So which is another area where human design helped me so much because Mm. I was able to look at it and say, okay, this affirms what my needs are. Um, I have bounced around in some very crazy living situations and it can make me very very sick mm. and in a way that it's like other people just cannot and do not seem to understand, right? That's a tough one that's a tough one for me when when they're like, "Oh, it's not great." I mean, I have a I had a beautiful ability to find um, rooms in apartments in New York City that were only $800, which was a gift in itself. Amazing. (laughs) Did not come with the nicest living environment at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So when I actually realized um, one, that I needed to make more money, right? Because I needed to be able to now um, get myself a home, that was also a really big. Um, Self worth issue for me too was like, am I worth this? And am I only worth this if I hustle? But I don't have the energy to hustle, and and mm-hmm. so I'm not as good as other people, and so I can't get the thing that I need, right? Like that was a loop that I played throughout my twenties, and, you know, now I know. I, this is another thing I want to is, is the conditioning of hierarchy, right? Because I also believe mm. in the hierarchy. So I believed I had to work my way up. But when you're actually are in creative careers and when you're in your creative body and you're just like, this is for me, this is so much of um, which we won't talk to too much, but like opening and trusting in like the womb as a portal of creativity, mm. If that there's no hierarchy in, in femininity.
1: Yeah. And,
2: um, and it's just about rejuvenation with the earth itself. So that allows the flow of wealth to come in that allows the flow to just to be there. So that's something too that I've only really discovered and integrated into my being in this last couple of years, versus before I have reasons why I didn't deserve the money. Like, I'm, I'm, it's, and it's a hierarchy, right? It's like yeah. looking, it's mm-hmm. like this person is above me and therefore they have to make more money and be older than me. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or they have more yeah. training
1: or they have more, you know, they, they know the right people, like whatever it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just so, I, I had this moment where I didn't say this and, and in an elevator where I was, um, I was going to so one of the things that I've done for myself since moving to Miami is that I joined an acting class again that I and just I did it for because it was the desire was leading me there and yeah and and it's been so fun but I was in the elevator with um this very young actor and he was saying like something about oh like wow you know the the masterclass students were out in and rehearsing and they were so committed and just like saying these these things and and um and I just wanted to say to him, but I didn't say it because he didn't know that I was in the master class too. But I was like, I really wanted to just say, like, like there are roles that only you are perfect for. Yeah. And and that role might be a Marvel movie. And you can book that tomorrow. And it doesn't matter that that you're not in the master class because yeah. you embody that that character, right? Like, like you have that ability to just like there is no there's no hierarchy there's just like a set of tools that i happen to to know more because i've just put more time in but that time doesn't equal opportunity in a creative when you're in like the feminine field um and in that feminine like you know even if you want to call it quantum field but just like when you're you're when you're with the earth the prosperity mm-hmm. and the opportunity and the, and it, it's all, it's all there and it can happen like with, with relationship and date coaching. I, so it, one of the things is it's just like people feel like they'll never meet the person yeah and then they meet the person. And, yeah. <laughs> and they're off, oh, <laughs> they're yeah. off. Now, now it's like, how do I stay in the relationship? How do I work on these issues? and yep. how do I, how do I break the patterns? But the person's not going anywhere, right? If that person and you are, are meant to be connected and you and that's, it's, it's happened, then you're off to the races.
0: Yeah. and
2: it's a split moment where you both said yes and moved forward together. and like that's it. So yeah, um, that's a big one. When learning about deconditioning hierarchy has, that's been life changing for me.
1: Mm. Amazing. So I'm so glad that we're getting to have this episode with Kayla, with our friend, the reflector, who is telling us about her deconditioning journey. What an amazing perspective to get to hear about. Um, Mm. And, this was such a great conversation that we ended up talking to her for like 90 minutes. <laughs> so we decided to chop the episode in half.
0: Yeah, it was a <laughs> great experience listening to what the reflector experience is like, right? And I, not having ever spoken with a reflector to my knowledge about their experience, it was really cool to hear about, especially like her time in high school. Um, how, you know, you're looked down upon for being a poser, but that's what a reflector is like showing mm-hmm. up and, and being a part of the trends and and fitting in and like not even fitting in, but just sort of adapting into what yeah. situation that she's in. She is reflecting, she's a reflector. So it's been really cool to hear her side of what being a reflector is like and her deconditioning journey of, going through that as a reflector. So yeah, I, mm. I'm really excited for you all to listen to the second half of this conversation that is gonna be uh, dropping in two weeks. So thank you guys for being patient and staying tuned. If you're a reflector, you're gonna learn a lot more really interesting, and interesting stuff about the deconditioning journey of a reflector.
1: Yeah. In our next episode, she dives more into the tools that she used on her deconditioning journey, um, the way that she helps her family to support her as a reflector, and also some of the things that she recommends for other reflectors who are getting ready to go through that deconditioning journey. So I'm so excited for you to listen to the next part. Stay Stay tuned. tuned.
0: If you like what you heard on this podcast, follow us on Instagram at human design in real time to keep up with our next episodes. And if you want to learn more about your own human design,
1: I'd love to help you on your journey. You can head to my website, kayla-care.com to book an introductory human design session where we'll dive into the person you were born to be. That's k-a-y-l-a-dash-c-a-r-e.com.
0: We're always looking for awesome humans to be guests on the podcast. So if you'd like to be interviewed, send us an email at human design in real time at gmail.com.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Kayla Care. A big thank you to our amazing producer, sound mixer, designer, and editor, Sabrina Mason. Thank you to the composers of our theme song, Niall Spaulding and Sabrina Mason. Thank you to today's
0: guests for being open and present with us. And thanks to you, our listeners, for supporting this podcast. Keep discovering your human design in real time.